Welcome to Fit for Duty, Fit for Life. My name is Coach JC, and I am your coach. Each week, we bring you an inspiring, winning story, an empowering, motivating, winning word so that you can be your best and win more in life. Thank you for joining us today, and now it's time for you to be Fit for Duty and Fit for Life. What's up, guys? Coach JC here with Fit for Duty, Fit for Life. This is Fit First Responders, yes.org. You might be joining us today from FFRonline.tv. Man, we are super stoked that you're here. Man, we are back. And today, man, I got a a guest in the house, uh, one of my favorite dudes in the entire world right here. Yeah, we are on the radio. We're on a podcast, but I just love looking at him. I'm going to intro him in just a minute. But if you're out there today, chances are that you are a first responder, one of the finest, the bravest, the toughest, the baddest individuals out there. And first of all, we want to thank you for all that you do every single day, your service out on the streets, keeping our streets safe. Uh, Thank you for all that you do. All right, if you are a regular on this podcast, then you know we kick off every podcast with your winning confession. So here's how we roll, baby. If it's your first time, you're just going to repeat after me. This is the winning confession for FFR. You as a first responder, it goes a little something like this. Today is my day. No one will get in my way of me being the best version of me. I am here on purpose. I have a purpose. I am strong. I am passionate. I am powerful. I am unstoppable. I am a winner. I am fearless. I choose faith. I am fit for duty and I am fit for life. There it is, your winning confession. Thanks for joining us today here at the podcast. And today we're coming at you with the topic of no excuses. No excuses. And that's going to lead me right into our guest of the day. We have police corporal here, my main man, Mr. David Weekly. What is up, boss? Thank you for having me, Coach. Appreciate Come on, it. man. I was telling you earlier, man, we've had some guests on, but I told you that you have the prettiest face for radio I've ever <laughs> seen, baby. So so let me take that back. I said we got the finest, the bravest, the baddest, the toughest, and we also got today the prettiest on the show. My <laughs> man, you. hey, you know at FFR, if you're not having fun, it's not even worth it. Life's too short. We have fun at FFR, man. You can get fit for duty and fit for life and have fun. So, man, Dave, we're blessed and honored to have you today, man. You're talking to an audience of first responders, and I always like to do this in the beginning, man. I just like to give you as a guest an opportunity just to introduce yourself, man, who you are and where you've come from, what, what made you become a police officer, law and, uh, enforcement, and, and just share from your heart, man. Talk to us, brother. Well, you know, I'm a, <clears throat> I'm a Tulsa boy, you know, born and raised here. Um, always wanted to, uh, you know, I went to college, Northeastern State University and also NEO. I uh, played a little football while I was there and then, uh, you know, came a time where it was time to move on and, uh, started thinking about, you know, my career choice. Um, you know, going back, I was always an athletic guy, liked to be involved in sports. Um, you know, and I look at a police officer <clears throat> and they, uh, you know, they just have that, that look, you know, the, the, that being an athletic person and that's what it takes, you know, to fulfill some of the requirements on the job. And then just the uh, mentality of, uh, 
of those guys and, and, and women. And so I made the decision pretty early on that I, I did want to be a police officer. And more specifically, I wanted to be in Tulsa. I didn't want to accept any, uh, any other, um, choices as far as going somewhere else. Um, you know, so, and I knew it was going to take a lot of work. Um, had to graduate college. Tulsa is one of the very few uh, police departments who require uh, an officer to have a four-year degree before you can even apply. And so, you know, without that, I wasn't going to make my dream come true. Uh, so I buckled down. You know, times were hard in college. I almost quit, almost gave up. Uh, if it wasn't for my dad, um, you know, he was a big, strong supporter. He helped me along the way and also my mother too. Uh, but fast forward, you know, uh, while I was going to college, I also had an opportunity to be a, a police officer, a, a Cherokee County deputy sheriff, and uh, gave me some experience, got my foot in the door. <clears throat> and then uh, ultimately, I was able to uh, apply with Tulsa once I graduated and uh, was accepted into, into the academy. And, you know, it was a, a really a, a dream come true because I wanted to be the guy that donned the green shirt uh, that I was always seeing growing up. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we didn't get to have green shirts. They made a switch to blue that year. So um, I didn't get to experience that. Um, but, you know, it's a it's a great police department. Um, like I said, it was a dream of mine to, to want to be one of those. And uh, I couldn't be happier where I'm at right now. Come on, man. Thanks for sharing that. And we are honored. I mean, I've been blessed and privileged to know you for, for some years now. And one of the coolest things that some of our, our listeners obviously wouldn't know is your wife is also a police officer, which is really cool. Uh, you know, you want to tell the story how she picked you up in the academy. She hit on you. No, that's not true, but that's a pretty cool story. I mean, there's not, that's, that's not as common as you would think throughout our country. You don't have a lot of yeah. husband-wife uh, dynamic duos out there serving. So I think that's pretty cool. I mean, we're giving her a shout out right now if you're listening, right? Love you, baby. All day. And then uh, <laughs> you got some amazing young uh, kids. And I see you, man, fighting every day in a leadership role as corporal, leading your household, but you also lead in, an, in a tremendous role when it comes to you being fit for duty and fit for life. And that's one of the things I admire about you. And we see a lot of athletes, um, correct me if I'm wrong, that go on to become first responders, right. uh, police and fire. And I think, I think because they get that competitive mindset, you know, and one of the things I respect about you is your, your mindset's one of a competitor. I watch you and you compete to be the best husband. You compete to be the best dad. You compete in the gym, no matter what we're doing. And that's what this podcast is about, is bringing the first responders out there, tools and techniques uh, to be fit for duty and fit for life. And I don't think there's anybody that resembles that more than you, that you're able to juggle all of these things you have going on and ultimately walk out and live out a dream, which you said was to be a police officer. But here's one of the things I want to dive right into, because today we're talking <laughs> about no excuses. Yeah, yeah. And you said you almost quit. There was a time you almost quit. And we all run up against times in life of adversity and obstacles and, and trials and, and tribulations out there. And I know there's listeners right now, Dave, that are listening. And one of the things about this podcast that we want to do is bring um, stories, a winning story like yourself, somebody they can relate to that's a first responder, but has not just, you know, all of a sudden became a police officer and everything's been just perfect in life. You went through some stuff where you had an opportunity, a chance to make excuses and quit. And I want you to share your story if you can with us, because I admire it, man. This is powerful. Right. <clears throat> uh, well, you know, as you know, uh, when I was uh, born, um, first of all, almost died. Uh, I didn't have a very high uh, chance of surviving <clears throat> while they were actually trying to birth me. Um, there was a lot of complications. Uh, my mom was having a hard time. She almost died as well. Um, 
but the end result was um, I was left with a, uh, a shoulder dysplasia, which was um, classified as a type of herbs palsy. Um, there's many different ranges of it. Um, <clears throat> people don't have the use of their arm. Um, it, 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 different, you know, it heals to a different size. I mean, it, it's just, you know, it goes on and on. And I think I read a deal recently where they said uh, one out of 15 babies born are born with this condition and it can be, you know, a, a life-changing experience for someone uh, because they essentially won't have a use of their arm in, in the most extreme cases. Um, I was I was very fortunate <clears throat> to have more of a mild uh, case of it, but I still had a lot of limitations. Um, I've never been able to straighten my arm out all the way, um, which is, you know, caused me a lot of problems going into a weight room. Um, I don't have... Uh, I have a lack of rotation ability, you know, rotating your, your, your shoulder up and down, back and forth. Uh, I don't have that ability to do that. Um, so <clears throat> having this injury was, and first of all, you know, I didn't think it was an injury. I, you know, I, when I was younger, I just thought, Hey, that's, that's the way it is. That's the way God made you. And you just got to go ahead and deal with it. And, uh, man, it caused a lot of problems when I was younger, um, you know, to the psychological problems and getting made fun of. Uh, people telling me that, man, you know, you're different. You're weird, man. What's wrong with your arm? Why, why can't you? I don't know. I don't know if you can do that. You know, you know, it, uh, sorry, man, you know, not picking you for the, to play baseball or uh, no, man, you can't be on my team. I don't, I don't know if you're good enough to do that. So, wow. you know, yeah, <clears throat> you know, early on. So, you know, I kind of got used to the idea of, uh, man, I'm not a, I'm not a normal person. I'm just different. And, um, and like I said, I'm very fortunate to not be as extreme in some cases as someone else has been with this type of injury which is very common. Um, <clears throat> but you know, at a younger age, uh, man, it was, it was kind of traumatizing. I mean, I, I you know, so man, I got out of a lot, got made fun of a lot, you know, and, uh, man, it hurt. It really did. Um, but it wasn't until, you know, I, I grew up and, uh, uh, started getting competitive into sports, you know, uh, <clears throat> and I was at that time, that point in time where, you know, I'm, I'm able to control my emotions better. Um, and think a little stronger and start saying, you know, I'm not going to accept being, you know, subpar. I'm not going to let this, you know, keep me from doing what I want to do. And whether it's playing sports, um, you know, doing anything. <clears throat> and uh, so going through high school, you know, it wasn't too bad. Um, still had to deal with it a little bit, man. Um, still being different. Man, why are, you, why are you carrying your arm around like that? You know, just the, mm. the same stuff I'm, I was used to my whole life. Um, but I'll fast forward a little bit, you know, in, in high school, you know, I never let it, uh, I never let it, uh, interfere, uh, with my abilities. Um, you know, I played football. I was, a, I was an avid wrestler. You know, I didn't play baseball very much cause it wasn't, it wasn't my cup of tea basketball. I, you know, I was terrible at it. So I never gave it a go, but you my, can't throw it down. Ah, uh, no. And you can ask my wife why she usually whips me every time on the court. So Ooh. I have no skill. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, wrestling and football were my, were my biggest things. And of course, hockey, um, uh, you, you know, in, in, in with those kinds of sports, you know, it, 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 it had some of its issue, you know, problems I would arise, you know, where I, you know, I couldn't, you know, I was all on the offensive line and pass blocking, you know, I can't, you gotta be able to straighten your arms out, you know? And, uh, but you know, I always let it, I always use it as a source of fuel, you know? you want to make fun of me, you want to talk about it, or, you know, you don't think I can, I can do this or that, you know, well, here it is. I'm going to prove you wrong. So, mm. man, it was kind of my fuel, um, to, to be better, 
uh, than what I like to refer as to the, the regular guy, the guy that doesn't have any limitation, physical wow. limitations or uh, any, any uh, adversity to overcome, you know? So um, I let that fuel me all the way through, man. I had some, you know, uh, I had a good athletic career, man. I was, uh, you know, played college, I played college football um, at Northeastern State and NEO, um, did a little wrestling uh, at NEO until they uh, canceled the program, obviously. Um, and like I said, when I mentioned earlier, there you know, came a point in time where I wanted to uh, give up the athletics and start thinking about my career, you know, and, and becoming a police officer. So, um, and I had, like I said, I had the opportunity. I was a deputy sheriff with uh, Cherokee County. Um, man, it was great. Uh, had a good time. Met a lot of good uh, lifelong friends there. Uh, got into some pretty, pretty hairy stuff as a, you know, as a normal police officer would encounter. Um, but it wasn't until um, I had uh, applied with Tulsa and uh, had to go, you know, through your orientation after you get accepted. And uh, then you got to go through the, the physical where a city physician nurse, you know, comes in. You got to they check you out and look it over. Mm-hmm. And and uh, then, you know, I had kind of buried the whole issue with my arm. Like, you know, it's not it's not it's an on issue. It doesn't it doesn't bother me. Uh, I'm stronger than it. You know, I'm not going to let it you know, keep me from, uh, doing what I want to do. So I, I put on the back burner, but it wasn't until I had to go see that city physician and, uh, she's checking on me and she has me, you know, Hey, straighten your arms out. And I said, well, Hey, here's the deal. I got a birth injury. It's no big deal. Yeah. I just can't straighten it out. Well, she looks at me like something is, whoa, you know, <laughs> she was freaked out. Like, wait a minute, this is a huge problem. And so I kind of sat there and I was arguing with this nurse. I go, well, this is not a problem. Move on. Let's go. I mean, you know, I've already been hired, you know, what's, what's the deal? So she goes in and has a little talk with the doctor and they send me home and, uh, I get called by the recruiters the next day saying, man, um, man, there's an issue. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, what, what kind of issue, you know, well, I got an issue with the arm. I said, well, you know, it's not an issue. So let's move on. Well, they, they said, uh, Man, it probably looks like we're not going to be able to allow you into the academy, but um, you're going to have to go see uh, the head physician the next day and uh, let him kind of examine you and see what's going on. And, of course, I was just devastated because here I am. I've I've worked so hard up to this point um, trying to uh, get on with Tulsa and then to have that kind of, you know, information sent to me saying, man, you you can't be a cop. Um, I mean, I was – so many emotions went through, angry, mad, you know, disappointment. And, um, so man, there I was, I was just sitting there the whole night worrying what's, 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 what's going to happen, you know, cause it's going to set a precedent. If, if, if Tulsa doesn't want me, who's going to want me. Mm-hmm. And then man, it's just going to be, uh, it's going to be a, an uphill battle. So I met with this, uh, this doctor and he put me through a series of tests and, you know, he was, uh, he was very concerned, and and uh, my biggest argument to them was, is you know, how can you say I can't do this job? I've been doing it for the last three and a half years as that as a deputy sheriff. I've been a uniform cop, you know. I qualify on the range. I shoot rifles. I mean, you tell me something to do, I guarantee I'll do it. There isn't anything I can do. Um, but it was the for them, you know, I can understand. It's the medical side. It's the unknown. It's the liability. They just what what if you can't do this? What if you can't do that? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, you know, it was. Uh, I mean, it was, it was a stressful time. And so they had to go back and it, it took several days and they conferenced and I'm sure met with higher ups of the department saying, we got this guy who's different. We've never seen anything like it, but Hey man, he, he can't straighten his arms out, you know? And, <laughs> and so man, my, you know, uh, 
so that, like I said, this went on for several days and a lot of worry and, uh, and a lot of emotions, a lot of crying and hugging on, on relatives and, and whatnot, you know, and, uh, I finally, um, got the news back, um, uh, said that, okay, we're going to go ahead and allow you, um, into the Academy. And, uh, man, I couldn't tell you how, how big of a, a breath of fresh air that was, is, um, you know, to get that, get that call, um, and I could finally move on and put that behind me. Um, Come on. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's one thing to talk about what I've gone through, and, you know, and, the, and I'm not wanting to play my, my deal up. I was, like I said, it was fortunate enough for me to, uh, to not have it as bad as some have, but man, there are, there are kids out there that are, are born with severe types of, uh, uh herbs palsy that are, are not going to have any kind of, uh, um, a normal life because of what they've got, you know, and it's, it's, it's a heartbreaking um, so I was extremely fortunate, um, to, uh, you know, be on the minor side, but it did have its challenges and it, it still is, even to this day, it's still a, a, uh, a source of motivation, a constant reminder of, uh, some of the things I've had to fight for, you know, man, first of all, I want to thank you for sharing that, Dave. That's powerful. And man, if you're listening right now, you know that part of this podcast is bringing you winning stories from your very own, the heroes out there, our first responders. And I just want, I want you, I want to reiterate a few things that Dave said, because this is crucially important. You might be out there right now and you might not have his, his exact situation of a limiting factor that he was born with. And I, I've watched this guy fight through um, anything that he's been given. Uh, and look, you go from a uh, deputy sheriff uh, to uh, academy to rookie to now you're promoted and now you're a corporal and somebody at one time in your life told you you couldn't do something you can't have something it won't happen it's not possible and there's first responders out there right now and you're listening and you got your own situation right now in life your limiting factor it, it could be physically it could be mentally it could be emotionally it could be relationship wise it could be an addiction it could be something right now that you're dealing with and you know you don't know how you're gonna get through and you might think be thinking about quitting and you got the worry and the guilt or the fear or, or, or the shame or the anger and those emotions that that Corporal Dave Weekly has expressed. And you know what? Life is tough. And But I want you to hear this right now. And I think the key that I heard Dave say in all of this is I'm not going to, going to accept this as reality. Life is all about perspective. And when he made a decision, um, uh, one shift in how he was going to view the situation, Man, I'm not gonna, no, it's a limiting factor to the doctors. It's a, it's a limiting factor and they might be telling me you might not be able to go to the academy, but I am not going to accept, accept that as a definite thing in my life. And that's a perspective. And when you, when you make that conscious decision, you all of a sudden train your subconscious mind to say, no, no, hold up, wait a minute. I know what the doctor's saying. No, no, hold up, wait a minute. I know what my physical health might be saying. I, I know what the people above me might be saying. I know what the media might be saying. I know what my bank account might be looking like, but no, I'm not gonna set, accept that as norm. I'm gonna fight through so that I can get what I deserve. And I love how you said, I used it as a source of fuel. Man, I love it right now. Whatever you're dealing with in life as a first responder, man, turn it around for good. Use it as a, force of, a, a, a source of fuel. And, and then you said, I'm stronger than the issue and situation. Mount Power, that's a mindset. That's a decision you gotta make to say, man, I know the situation is bad right now on the streets. I know the situation is bad at the job, the workplace, the, the household. Man, I, I, I'm not getting everything I think I deserve and desire. And But you know what? I'm stronger than the situation and the issue at hand. And that's a source of motivation for me, man. I am honored and privileged by what you said. And Dave, I do wanna give the listeners right now a game plan. And 
I was thinking about when I was going to have you on the podcast and the show, and I said, man, what, what, is I, what have I really watched Dave do that I think could be a difference maker for them in changing your perspective? And I, one of the things I've realized about you is I think you've, you've jumped all in. There was no wavering with you. And I think when people make all these excuses, I can't make a workout, I, I can't get promoted, I can't pass the test, I can't have a greatest marriage, I can't ultimately be, I cannot ultimately be fit for duty, fit for life. I mean, I sit there and I think of guys like you. And I said, what did Dave Weekly do? You jumped all in. You jumped all in and say, no, no, I'm not going to accept the excuse. I'm not going to accept the norm. I'm not going to accept average or mediocrity. No, no, I'm going to be all in to be in my best. I mean, you're all in. I, I watch you as a dad. I watch you as a husband. I mean, you're an all in kind of guy. I watch you on a job. I was blessed and privileged to do a ride along with you. Yeah, that was some scary stuff, but it was all good. That's why I'm not a police officer and you are. But I mean, do you, do you feel me when I say you're all in? You just have that all in mentality that I'm going to be all in to be my best. Yeah. Does that make sense oh, for yeah, you? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I want to give the listeners three things I've watched and, and I haven't shared these with you, but to be all in, number one, you got to anticipate being a winner. And I've watched you over the last few years, the ones who believe they will win. Yeah. Those are the ones that win. It's all about your belief system. And it goes back to what you said earlier in that, man, I didn't believe what they were telling me. No, no, no. I use that as a source of motivation. So whoever's listening right now, I want you to start to anticipate being your best. Don't stay focused on the current situation. Don't stay focused on the limiting factor like Dave's arm when he, when he was told the news. But there's a verse that comes to my mind. It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That's Hebrews 11.1. 1. Man, there was times in your life where I know you couldn't see the end. You couldn't see you being a corporal. You couldn't see you. All you could, all you could focus on was a limiting factor but you fought through and you anticipated being a winner. You thought like a winner. And I love to see how now I see you just believe in yourself and you're helping so many people win. So the first key out there right now to be all in, no more making excuses. If you're out there as a first responder, it's time you're fit for duty, fit for life. The world needs you. Your city needs you. Your family needs you. Man, the United States of America needs you. Number one is anticipate being a winner. That's your first A to be all in, anticipate. Number two is align, align, align. Align with the winning team. One of the things at FFR, FFR Online, and here in Tulsa, man, we've been blessed and privileged to have you a part of our family and our team, but I've seen you align with a team, become a little vulnerable, transparent, uh, and sometimes not always told what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. Man, and I've watched you align with the winning team, and if you're out there right now and you're struggling in life and you've been making excuses, I want to encourage you, like Dave did, with family, right? At the, at the department, at FFR, he built a winning team around him that may have believed in him when he didn't believe in himself. And man, that's a verse you hear every single day at FFR online is iron sharpens an iron, right? So one person sharpens another per, per, person, Proverbs 27, 17. Who's sharpening you out there right now so you can overcome the excuses and ultimately be your best and maximize your God-given talent on this earth as a hero, a first responder. Last and final thing is act act. You can't sit around and just believe. That's the first step. Anticipate, align with the right team. But I watch you, man. There's nobody that I see hustles and grinds more than you, man. If it's staying up late with the, the newborn baby, <laughs> I mean, I just Brutal. witnessed that, yeah. right? Still making your training sessions, still got your uniform pressed, a spirit of excellence. Man, if you're out there right now, man, I want you to take action. I mean, it, 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 I want you to start to think, I want you to start to speak and I want you to start to act as if you're already on the other side. Think about that for a second. I want you to start to think, speak, that means talk and act as if you're on the other side. 
Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. If you stayed focused on the situation, the limiting factor the whole time, then you would have probably not gone on to be a police officer. You would have probably accepted what they told you as norm. And you know what? I'm average. I, I, or maybe, maybe it's starting grammar school when you didn't get picked up and somebody said, well, what's going on with your arm? Why can't you straighten your arm on the football field? You might've given up. You might've quit. Today we're talking about no excuses. You got to act. You got to take action. Sometimes you got to take action, not by how you feel, but you got to act accordingly to how you want to feel. And I've watched you do that in so many areas of your life, man. I sit here as a hero of mine. I tell you, thank you because the world needs more of you. So if you're listening today, man, we're here with the one and only Corporal David Weekly. We gave you three A's for you to be all in, overcome excuses and start winning more so you could be fit for duty, fit for life. The first one was anticipate. Second one was align yourself with the right team. And the third one was you got to act like a winner. Act like you're already there. Dave, any closing thoughts for our guests, our listeners today, man, that you want to tell the first responders out there that might be thinking about joining FFR online, man, they're kind of on the fence. They got the excuses in life, baby. They, they need to hear from you. They well, do. You know, it's, it's real easy to make excuses out there. Um, you know, I see it every single day in our department. And like you said earlier, you didn't get that promotion. You didn't get into that specialty unit or you didn't get where you wanted to be uh, within your respective agency. And it's easy to get caught up and start sinking and just say, you know, and accept it and become negative and become complacent with your mindset. And, uh, and we can't afford to do that as police officers. So there, you know, and I've watched it. I've watched uh, new members come in and, and uh, you know, think it's too hard and I can't, I can't do it. And, uh, and, and they've, they've quit. And I see them out there at work, you know, my, my uh, coworkers, man, where you at? Where, 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 how come you haven't come, been, been coming back in? And I'm getting nothing but excuses. Well, the times aren't working right for me. The, you know, it's too hot in there, man. My kids got all this stuff. They're not telling me anything. Anybody else that comes into that gym doesn't have, we all have those problems. It's life. Um, but if you make, if you make the, the, the decision and, and, and have the mindset and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in, I'm going to try something new, I'm going to try something I've never done before, you can accomplish great things. And I, and, I, and I was part of that. I was able to come in there. You know, I was overweight. Uh, I was, uh, you know, not, not happy with my current situation uh, as far as my fitness. And I came in there, man, made leaps and bounds and, uh, you know, got into the greatest shape I've ever been in my life. Um, and then there was a point in time uh, during my time there that I kind of went back and reverted to, you know, old habits and, and getting kind of back out of shape and then just kind of coming in to, you know, just stay mainstream. And, uh, you and I talked about that right after our first, um, you know, our, our first, uh, competition, you know, where, where I was watching everybody, you know, make leaps and bounds and, and crazy things with their fitness, you know, McClendon, uh, who by the way, needs to get his butt back in the gym. Uh, yeah, I'm calling you out, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, man, it was, um, it was, it was, uh, it was incredible to see these transformations and I don't see where, what other proof somebody needs to, to, to make that little decision if they want to start coming in, you know, it's not a money thing. It, you know, we give all those times there for everybody. We, you know, we try to accommodate everybody any way they can to, to, to get in there and grind it out. Um, so if, you know, don't be afraid. It's, 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 if it's new to you, it's going to be weird, but anybody wanting to come in is going to be welcome with open arms. Come um, on. I've never seen anybody be judged in there. We like to hash it up and, and, and buddy, buddy with everybody, but everybody's very accepting. Uh, so, you know, if it's, if something you think you might get made fun of, cause you're not up to, up to snuff on your, uh, your physical fitness, you're going to get there and everybody there is going to help you along the way. Um, and, and so, you know, with that, 
you're going to be given all the tools tools necessary. Just walk, just walk in the door and bring your shoes. That's it. Well, yeah. and, and you made a great point because right here we're in Tulsa, Oklahoma, man. You, you, you've been, you're blessed and privileged. I mean, there's a lot of listeners right now, you know, they're on FFR online. And the reason we create FFR online is there's no excuses. We bring you the four pillars, the focus, the fitness, the food, the family, every single day delivered to your email. It's right there at FFR online. You have all the mindset principles so you could be the toughest you you can be and when in your thinking. You got the workouts delivered to you anytime, anywhere. Food, the dietitians on there. We got recipes. We got so much information to make your mind explode. And then the most important component, we got the family on there. We got the community, the forums, where you got first responders in there every single day. Iron sharpens iron. I mean, you're on there and you're hashing up. You're having a little fun. You know, I know the firefighters are talking a little, of course, and the police are talking a little <laughs> back and forth. But it's all in fun knowing that we all have the same goal and that's ultimately to be fit for duty and fit for life. So if you're out there today, man, we do, first of all, want to thank Corporal Weekly for joining us, my man. I'm grateful. I'm honored. I know our listeners are. This is not the last time they'll be hearing from you, my man. <laughs> Perfect. But, um, you know, as we wrap this segment up and this podcast up, I want to encourage you right now, if you're out there and you're done making excuses, you're a first responder right now and you ultimately need to be fit for duty and fit for life. You need to win in the area of your life. You have a limiting factor right now. You got some adversity and obstacle you're dealing with, like Dave expressed earlier, and you need to be all in then I want to encourage you to put yourself on a winning team. Man, right now you can go over to the website, ffronline.tv. You can get the discount right there, $20 a month donation to the foundation, but your first 20 days absolutely free. What? Fit for duty, fit for life. Now is your time. Connect with us on the social media. Man, give a shout out to Corporal Dave for taking up the time today um, and investing in you. And the last and final thing we do as we get out of here, you know what time it is, baby. It's time to honor those that deserve to be honored and it is time to recognize those that deserve to be recognized. So if you're listening today and you are the finest on the streets, the bravest on the streets, the baddest, the toughest, the yeah, the toughest and the prettiest, <laughs> my man right here, Corporal Weekly, man, if you're a police officer out there and you serve every single day, a firefighter, a medic or National Guard, we want to honor you right now and say thank you for all that you do. Dave, thank Thanks again for joining us, my man. Hey, Coach. Thanks for having me. This is Coach JC, and you are fit for duty and fit for life. Thank you for joining us today. And thank you for doing your part to be fit for duty and fit for life.